company set the scene for the Christmas pageant according to the Gospel of Mark. <laughs> Let's see, are there angels? Hello, congregation, are there angels? According to the Gospel of Mark? No. Uh, are there shepherds? All the answers are going to be the same. Okay, so this is, I'm not setting you up for failure here. Okay. Are, there, are there wise men? No. There you go. You got it. Now, is there a star in the sky? No. Mary and Joseph? No. A manger? No. Baby Jesus? What is there, according to the Gospel of Mark, as we begin the Christmas story here? The beginning of good news. Preaching in the wilderness. And crowds going out to see John the Baptist there. Wilderness. Can I show you a picture of what it looks like there in the Holy Land? Each Sunday we're going to places in the heart, and today it's the wilderness. Let's see that picture of the Judean desert. You were expecting greenery, weren't you? The River Jordan. I'm afraid this is down near the Jericho end of the River Jordan. I have been there, and there ain't much to see, all right? It is like, this is it, barren hills. Uh, when it rains a little bit, there will grass that will come up for a little while. But it's uh, pretty much a desert wilderness, okay? And you are saying... Uh, and why are people going out to the wilderness to hear somebody say to them, repent? <laughs> I mean, that's what John the Baptist was saying. Repent for the forgiveness of sins. Why are crowds going out to the wilderness? I struggled with this. I did a little research, and uh, my Bible dictionary said that the wilderness was the place of wild animals and not fit for human beings. The only human beings that really lived in the wilderness were shepherds and Bedouins who followed that grass after those rains, and they would go through. But city folks like you and I, we would travel through it as fast as we could to get to another place. We did not live in the wilderness. So why did crowds go out to hear John the Baptist in the wilderness? I didn't know. <laughs> I tried to open my heart to what God was leading me to this week. And so some answers started coming to me. On Wednesday, I met with my spiritual director. There's been a lot going on in my life. Thank you for your prayers for me. And I've been trying to discern my calling for this season of my life or whatever life I have left, you know. And Jean, uh, my spiritual director, was saying to me, now, she said, uh, what's Westlake community like? And I said, oh, they have high expectations, and there's a lot of powerful people there, and executives, and uh, uh, people in the University of Texas, and lawyers, and medical people. And she said, do they want you to be a CEO? And I said, well, you know, sometimes it feels like that, but it doesn't really feel right. She said, don't be a CEO to that congregation. She said, be their pastor. And I had a word in the wilderness. You know Jean's, uh, her spiritual direction place, you know what it's called? Aramos, which is the Greek word for wilderness. <laughs> I had a word in the wilderness. I'm called to be a spiritual director with you, to offer you a word in your wilderness. I'm called to be your pastor. 
I'm sorry if that offends you, but I'm not all that great a CEO, okay? Thank you. Some people smiled. Some people, okay. okay. So, Thursday then, I went to chapel with our preschool kids. I don't always get to do this, but I sat in and played my guitar with them, and it was wonderful. I can't remember. I think it was the three-year-old, four-year-old, kind of in that range of classes, and, and Jane was telling the Christmas story, and those little kids were just on their bottoms, but they were really engaged with the story as if it were true that God loved us, and God loved us so much that God would meet us as one of us. And they, their faces just lit up, and they, I would play my songs to them away in a manger, and they would sing along, and it was just terrific. And, and then at the close of the time, those little kids got up off their bottoms and they rushed forward to hug Jane and more than that, to hug me. And I was going, oh, this is what I long for. Isn't this what you long for in your wilderness? Just somebody who believes the story <laughs> and wants to hug you and include you as a part of the story too. It, it was terrific. And Thursday then, we were going down to Houston and I was reading the paper while Kathy was driving and there was a cartoon in the paper that really caught me that said, this is what we're called to this season of Advent. Let's see that cartoon, if I may. So this is the cartoon Pickles. And so in the first slide, it says, uh, what are you two rascals doing in there? So it's the grandfather and the grandson that are hiding under this uh, little made-up fort tent kind of thing with a dining room table. I know y'all have never done that, put uh, sheets and stuff across. And What are you two doing in there? Coloring, eating brownies, telling scary stories in our fort. And the grandmom says, tisk, tisk, what a big waste of time. And then there's a pause. Can I come in? <laughs> you can. Isn't this what Advent is calling us to do? Is to not be so serious and so regimented and have all those performance reviews and agendas and everything. It's just to, can I come in? Can I come in and eat brownies and play? And it's, I know it sounds foolish. It's like people going out to the wilderness to hear John the Baptist preach to them to leave the safety of their city and just play in the wilderness. And then Friday, I went to visit one of our church members, a young woman who's a student at Texas A&M, Camille. And I got to see her. She's had three surgeries around a fluid that's gathered around her pituitary gland. This is not fun stuff. <clears throat> She's doing very well, by the way. And I was delighted about that. And, and I'm an urban person. I live in Austin. But Houston is uber urban, <laughs> okay? So I didn't get on the freeways or anything. I, you know, I took uh, the off routes to get down to Memorial Hermann Hospital and uh, to park there. Parking garage is huge. And I know we have Seton and St. David's and everything, but this is Memorial Army. It's huge. And you're driving up and up and up and finding my space and, you know, do my visit. And then I go and I go, oh, find my car and come back down. And I come back down and there's no one actually in line at the uh, checkout place where the parking lot attendant is there. And, I'm, you know, you have the little, you know, the little sticker tag thing, you know, and, and I'm trying to figure out which way I put it in the machine. Is it up or down? Is the little bar to the left? Or, and you've never had that problem, right? And so the, the woman is there, and she, she reaches out, and she goes, uh, where are you from? I said, I'm, I'm from Austin. I said, this is my first time here, and she's doing it for me, and, and I 
hand her my credit card. I don't know which way that goes either, and she, she does it in the machine for me as well. And she says, bless you. Parking lot attendant says, bless you. All day long, all she's doing is seeing cars come in and out, and she says, Bless you to me. And it was a holy moment in that wilderness of a parking lot to have her bless me like that. And then the week just got better. Saturday, yesterday, 10 a.m., we were at Odom Elementary, and we had a kickball day with the little students there. And it was just terrific. I had so much fun. Didn't you have fun? Wasn't it fun? (laughs) I had fun. I hadn't been over there before. Their playground is a little bit like a wilderness. It has not been well maintained. The, the little track has uh, uh, its gravel and the rain has made ruts in it and stuff. And uh, the grass is all brown. And, uh, uh, but man, those kids had such energy and they were so full of life. And we were playing kickball and it, it was great. There's this one little kid with a red uh, shirt on. And he kicked the ball, and, and he starts running, and he's just wandering all over the place. I mean, we're trying to hurt him to first base. Come on. Oh, and he finally got there. Oh, yeah, yeah, you made it. You made it to first base. There's this other little kid who was a soccer player, and he was really good. He kicked the ball a long way, but more than that, he was fast. There were two people on base ahead of him, and he passed both of them. <laughs> I am not making this up. It was great. There was this other little kid. He was so excited. He ran around the bases. He'd started like from second base or something, and somebody kicked the ball. He goes to third. He goes to home. He liked it so much, he rounded home. He started another lap. (laughs) And you know what? Those families, they're not going to come to worship here. And that's all right. Because we were brothers and sisters in Christ playing. Just, can I come in? You know, just to be a little bit foolish, to go into the wilderness together and say, uh, we're community. This is, this is what we do together. We play together. This Advent, we're going to places in the heart, and I invite you to go into the wilderness because we meet Christ there. Just a little piece of bread, a little bit of juice. It's not much. But Christ feeds us in the wilderness, doesn't he? Remember, there was a story like that where all the people have been listening to Christ preach all day and then end of the day, what are we going to have to eat? There's a a kid here, he has some bread and fish and he feeds the multitude. This is all we have to offer in the season of Advent. It's just a little bit, but it's enough. And we light candles. I know it's not very much light in a dark, dark world, but this is is what we have, the light of, of Christ And we have a different vision and a different version than the rest of the world and the Christmas machine that just goes so fast and says, take, 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 and we go, give, give, give. Right? The word repent is not a harsh word. It means to change your mind. This is all Christ is trying to do in the wilderness. That's what John the Baptist was preaching. Change your mind. Take a different look at what's going on. Go into the wilderness and let go of some of that other stuff that's happening. And this is what I found in my Christmas story this past week in the wilderness. There was an angel, a messenger named Gene, my spiritual director, who had a word in the wilderness for me. 
And there was a shepherd at the garage herding all of those cars. <laughs> Bless you, she says. And there were wise men, little children that came up and hugged me as I sang Christmas carols with them. And then yesterday, playing with those children at the kickball, Mary and Joseph were there, and baby Jesus was there too. Repent, change your mind for the forgiveness of sins. You know why people went into the wilderness and maybe why you've come here today to worship service? Is that the Messiah was expected to first appear in the wilderness. May it be so for us. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen. Amen.